Uh, hello, and welcome to the Harder Brunch Podcast. I'm Dyke Michaels, and with me is my new co-host, uh, Chris King. Hi. I think Dyke almost forgot my name. <laughs> my new co-host. Who the hell this guy is? Brand new. Apparently. Walked, walked right in. Apparently. He was walking down the sidewalk. There was a guy walking the other way, like one of our little podcasts. And I said, sure. We started the podcast. And then Dyke said, oh yeah, what's your name? Come on in. <laughs> uh, Chris King. And uh, with us today's guest is Ryan Raider. Say hello, Ryan. Hey, what's up? Welcome. Welcome to Harder Brunch. You just had your first heart of brunch. What did you think? It was delicious. It was uh, a Thanksgiving Cuban. It had pickles and cranberry sauce on it, <laughs> which was a, a, just a huge pairing, a classic pairing of pickles and cranberry sauce. It was really good. I, I ate the whole thing. It was delicious. Those pickles are a little they're potent. I just made those last night. <laughs> you made the pickles? Yeah. Were they not pickles. pickles at all before you pickled them? No, they were cucumbers. The pickles. I don't even understand. It's magic. They're powerful. That's crazy. I don't know how that works. Wicked powerful. Uh, well, welcome. Uh, yeah. I did a, just a quick description of the brunch. We did. Um, I did a pumpkin empanada, which was my first time making an empanada. I made it rustic style, which I think just means sloppy. <laughs> I think it just means shitty. Anytime you see something just rustic. It just means shitty. Yeah. It's kind of shitty. It was delicious. I took such a big bite that the hard piece was like not broken up enough, and I got it jammed in the bottom of my mouth, and I thought it was going to die. I don't want to say anything to Ryan because we were talking, but <laughs> outside of that, it was really good. No, was you really, really you played it off really well. Yeah, that, that, that frosted flake throw. Please keep talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only like the I, world's I, biggest I, frosted yeah, flake. Like, cool. My tongue will never go down again. I don't have a uvula anymore. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. But like a... Like a Pumpkin Pop-Tart, almost. Yeah. I was going to say it tasted like a Pop-Tart, but that was one of those things where you think you're saying something nice no, to, I, like, a chef, but you're like, dude, I'm not going to get this business to make fucking Pop-Tarts. Yeah. You know? I mean, this is, uh, this <laughs> this is the greatest like... Pop-Tart I've ever had. <laughs> Where'd you get this at the store downstairs? Like, no, you fucking asshole. I made this and the pickles. What a dick. And then I, I wanted to make, like, a Thanksgiving uh, Cabano, so I uh, did, like, uh, shredded turkey breast in the slow cooker, and then turkey, or sorry, Turkey thighs and turkey breast, pickles, cranberry—it's all the Thanksgiving stuff on a Cuban. It was weird, but it came together pretty well. It was really—it was amazing. Yeah, I'm still thinking amazing. about it. I'm looking at one right now, yeah. and I might eat it. Ooh, and then I also—I also made a great fall punch, but uh, you cannot partake in it because you have to go to work. I do. Yeah, yeah. got to go to work afterwards. I might do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but since I just said that on the recording, yeah, yeah. I guess I've already implicated myself, so I might as well just go get one. We can uh, we can just not say the name of where you work and say a new a new a new restaurant. <laughs> a new, a new restaurant where only sober people work. <laughs> They're sober all the time, twenty four. The only restaurant in the entire place industry. That, it's the place where that guy that is not you at all is absolutely super wasted on yeah. Sunday afternoons. I mean, and Chris and I both used to work at a at a Scottish bar downtown, and. Uh, McNevins, I don't know. I'm trying to cover it up. Uh, <laughs> I was like, no, I gotta keep the secret. I'm gonna be playing. But they they had uh, really like I've worked at different places where there's different levels of like, oh, you work in a double, you can go have a beer yeah. on your break, and then some places are like absolutely not. Like I guess it usually depends on how corporate it is or how you know. Many beers I, I feel like, like if the head chef is like the direct like head of command, that's when you can drink the most. Anywhere else. That's, oh, yeah. where I had, that's where I had the most the probably the worst job I've ever had. Um, I, I got fired from, thankfully, because 
everyone on the clock drank so much during their shift. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were, I think, seven employees, and three of them were managers, um, which was hilarious because it was like three people all competing for the same shitty job. Mm. And um, I had just gotten fired. I went on a tour with a band, and I got fired from my previous job for going on this tour. Uh, I came back. I needed a job right before the holidays. So I pick up this busboy job, and... People there are just ripping shots of Jameson, like, every 30 to 45 minutes. Jesus. So by, like, 8, 30, 9 o'clock, everyone's pretty lit and oh, pretty yeah. drunk. And I'm the busboy, so I, I, I get to take less shots than everybody else because I'm doing all the shit they don't want to do. And <laughs> I'm not around for all the cheers and the shots. And I'm the new guy. Yeah. And nobody really knows me, so they're not exactly stoked on me. Um, I'm filling up the hurricane machine. This was a Cajun place, so right. it's even like <laughs> so just even tackier and cheaper than yeah. a typical restaurant. Yeah, that's uh, what I going to say. Like if I'm filling up the hurricane machine, I'm only doing it if I'm super wasted. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I am the hurricane. Um, I took a sip of it, and my manager uh, said, "Hey, you can't drink unless you're drinking with me." Wow. Um, and that's fair. I said, "So is th- I said this is how I got fired." I said, "So is there a limit to how much you can drink here? Because you guys are ripping some right now." Yeah. And she says, "You know what? You can just go home." And I went, "Thank you." Wow. <laughs> so I the, fired from not drinking enough. I yeah, put that on a resume. Was, that was incredible. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, we came from McDimmons and we were strictly forbidden for drinking. If you were on call and you were found to have been drinking, even if you were the the dish guy, because that happened, yeah. you'd be done. You'd be absolutely done. So then I went to. Brew Burger, I opened that place, and those guys were doing shots on a pretty regular basis. I can say that because none of them work there anymore, yeah. but <laughs> huh, we were doing shots, and I had never I had never been able to drink on the job, and definitely coming from strict significance, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll take some shots. I knew what was wrong when I was bartending, and someone said, hey, can I get a fork? And I said, you don't know me, and then... <laughs> <laughs> that's, not a, that's not just like a, 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 a shtick that really happened and they're like well I gotta turn this off she wasn't doing anything that in my face was just so hot I just knew yeah. they, like, they could tell everyone yeah. could tell you can't be that shade of red yeah. and aggressive yeah yeah. shirt without, was on backwards yeah it was bad never drank again yeah there was an I'm a stupid shirt that was on backwards <laughs> yeah, right. so, so the arrow was pointing in the wrong I kept, direction I like, kept looking after myself I kept trying to find the back of the shirt like a dog chasing his tail like, <laughs> I think that bartender's wasted like you don't know anything lady uh, I worked at a distillery where it was like almost the opposite. Where you, I, like there was so much drinking because it was like, oh, we want you to sample the cocktails. We want you yeah. to know what everything tastes like. And like the very first day that I worked there was basically told that everyone's allowed to drink as long as you can execute your job. And that is such a broad, yeah, broad so line. Yeah. But then everyone, almost everyone, got like one mulligan because everyone messed it up wow. at the beginning one time because yeah. they yeah. they didn't know where the line was. I mean, I would say that's pretty fair because if you're gonna have that, if you're gonna have that <laughs> policy, you definitely need at least don't one, tell uh, people yeah. that they have a mulligan because you don't want to have that in your back pocket yeah. and just rolling to work like it's totally cool. I got one. Like it was a, uh, it was kind of like the Wild West there, and it was like now it's it's. It's uh, evolved and become a little bit more corporate, but it was just like basically mom and pop, and then their friends were the managers, and then especially because it's a distillery, they're making their own. You just like go to the it's like going to the water faucet. Like I guess I'll have some more whiskey. Yeah, we're making we're making this vodka for a penny. Yeah, yeah, have some more. So uh, yeah, I've been on both sides of that coin, Um, but yeah, I I always think the back of the house they're they're more uh, you're more apt to let your back of the house drink a little early. I mean, I remember a time like you'd have your shift beer kept coming earlier and earlier. Right, like, yeah. It's 8 o'clock. I'm having my shift beer. I'm working till 11. Let me just start the shift off with the beer, <laughs> and then I'll pay for the other one at the end of the shift. I'm washing the dishes. Who gives a shit? Yeah. I like, I've, I know that it's not, um, like, 
kosher per se, but I really don't care if my dishwasher is visibly stoned. I really, no. I really don't. I would care. encourage that. Like, it's, that much I know it's not a great job. Like, you know, some places are finally starting to pay dishwashers like an actual wage that yeah. they can pay rent on, which is like really huge because mm-hmm. it's a super important job. Like, if it wasn't important, then everybody would jump at the chance to do it. Right. Like, uh, yeah. so I almost like encourage. It's like, man, I you know the job be. isn't great. Like, by all means, come in blitzed. If you're in a good mood, honestly, if just a dishwasher that's in a good mood yeah. is such a perk. Because then that, you're like, fascinated. Then you're just so stoned. You're fascinated by everything coming off the plate. So look how clean this is. <laughs> this dishwasher is amazing. That's what you want. You want someone to be excited about right. everything they're doing. I gotta get the sanitizer water to the perfect temperature. It's, perfect it's not gonna temperature. Work. Not too hot. Not too cold. This is absolutely right. There's absolutely no germs on this. I can see them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that is uh, that is what you want in a dishwasher. Not uh, probably not like a server though, because then you get no. Uh, that's bad. And you get like a stone server. It's like yeah, I stopped ordering my sandwich uh, 20 minutes ago, and you've been just uh, staring at the tips of my fingers. Like, How did you get your fingers to do that? Just like rearranging the straws in your apron, like over and over and over, just to make sure. How you How many have the straws right do you see? Count these for me. I think that was when I realized that I like we we were talking earlier about like checking off the boxes of becoming an adult. And when I realized I didn't want to be high when I went into work, it was like, oh yeah, I'm 30 yeah, now. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is just too difficult. Yeah. I don't like doing it. I feel stupid. Yeah. I'm just like tired like halfway through my shift for no reason because I'm sober again. Like, you know what? Though, yeah, I'm I think glad I could be completely flipped if you were a dishwasher. If I, if I had a situation, <laughs> if I had a situation where I was at a, a money didn't matter and the job and I wanted to do something with my day, rather than be like a 90 year old reader at McDonald's, I would say. Or Walmart. I don't think they have greeters at McDonald's. <laughs> well, they do. They just don't work there. <laughs> they do have people that greet like, you, but they are McDonald's not employed. McDonald's have $7. Do you work here? No, they're not employed. Not. They greet you, and then they ask for money. But but, uh, but the old like the old greeter versus just a dishwasher who is encouraged to get stoned, I would I would clamor. I think the people are clamoring for the job. Like, oh, that's the hot job right now. It's, uh, it's like marketer, uh, brand manager, high dishwasher. Stone dishwasher. Those are the jobs you just can't get. Those sweet, sweet jobs. I'm like the worst. I can't. I can't smoke unless I have nothing else to do. Because like it would. It's so. It would be so obvious. Yeah. It's just like what is wrong with him? Like I couldn't function today. I would just probably sit there and stare at the dishes. Do you have, you have pretty expressive stone face. Oh yeah. Like when yeah. you're. It's just like I look like I have cognitive cognitive problems. <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> it's just, it's just, <laughs> Is he on the spectrum? No, he's, he's just very, very high. He is yeah. right now. <laughs> but that's a, that's the thing. Is like I don't want to work against that. It's like why would you get stoned and then like go do something? That's like just like why don't you just uh, I don't know glue yourself to the table and then go try to like play cards? There's no reason to work against yourself. Work against what you're trying to do or the high. That's the thing. Is I want to get stoned right, and yeah. just ride it out. Like really, really enjoy it. Want to enjoy it? To enjoy being stoned. So like you're a snifter uh, of weed. You're, yeah. you're a snifter. So, <laughs> you're, so your new position, you are. Are you like a? Uh, my official title is a server manager. Okay. I am uh, like a front of house manager. I make the schedule. I uh, bless you, Cody. Um, the dog sneezed. I'm also um, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I make the schedule. Uh, you know, help people out. I fill in gaps as needed. You know, I'm, uh, during the rush, do basically every job in the restaurant for like ten or fifteen minutes at a time, mm-hmm. which is hands down my favorite part of the job. Nice. So, yeah. Do you have to do, like, a bunch of paperwork side stuff, too? Honestly, no. Just... And I was surprised because I – a lot of people think that when you, like, move up, especially in the restaurant industry, it's kind of a lateral move, especially pay-wise. You oh. honestly don't make yeah. as much money on a daily basis. It's a lot better for your taxes, obviously, because it's all, like, yeah, real money mm-hmm. and you can budget and it's nice. Um, I would actually say I have more time to dick around than I ever have in the service industry, 
but I have a lot more accountability. So while yeah. it, I have more responsibility, but not actually more responsibilities. Okay. Like I don't have to like fill up the whipped cream cans anymore or yeah. dump out the gross bucket. Now it's like the quality <laughs> of your decisions versus the quantity. Yeah, and like so that's thing you're doing is and, like a big thing. And especially because I'm new at that, that's probably the most nerve wracking part. So like, yeah. And I'm I get pretty emotionally invested in my job, especially with my coworkers, and that's something that like. My, my immediate supervisors have been really kind to me when they notice that I've been too nice to people. Yeah. And they're like, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years, so I know what it's like to have employees like screw me over mm-hmm. or not show up or just straight up lie to me. You're new to this. This person just lied to your face and you're trying to be compassionate. You're not in trouble. I'm just letting you know that's what that looks like. So yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I am getting fucked over by <laughs> like this 22-year-old like server who probably lied on the resume to get this job. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so I, I love having the accountability, and I like the learning part of it. And I, I'm surprised. I, you know, I do have the option of saying I'm going to go do paperwork in the office. Look, about half the time I'm doing paperwork. The other half, <laughs> making sure my fantasy football team's up to date, <laughs> clearing out my personal email inbox. <laughs> um, not doing that. I save that. I do that in the um, the broom closet. This is paperwork um, all stuck together. <laughs> it's nice to get a break, though. But it's also like I, I definitely had a place where I realized that, like, you know, not everybody in the in the in the industry is going to care. You're like, you know, yeah. your owner's going to care, yeah, your manager's yeah. going to care. Yep. You're always going to have some sort of hardworking, like, top-tier employees. But yeah. there's a lot of people that are... They even may execute well when they're there, but they just don't care. They don't have to take anything home with them. Yeah. They're right. thinking about it, you know, and it's just like kind of figuring out everybody's kind of, like, level of, like, interest. Like, And I think if, like, I had a food truck, so it was just like, it was... All everything was on my shoulders as far as like right yeah but then you know you have your which is crazy because the truck's really heavy and that you're carrying it is on it's, your back. it's, it's just wild yeah seven hernias yeah <laughs> it's terrible for the back yeah but like you would have like a you know like a four hour a day employee come and it's just like they, they would be awesome but it's just like this is like. A side gig for right. Them. They're yeah. sort of just in like a fugue state for the four hours that they're yeah. there. And then like, like, as soon as it's off, they're just like back to their other life. Like, why, why are you waking up and psyching yourself up for this four-hour shit? <laughs> Come on, food truck, let's do it. <laughs> but now, now I'm on like the opposite side because I like I work a couple different gigs and like I work with my buddy's uh, barbecue shop downtown. And, like, I'll show up. He's already been there for three hours a lot of times. And then, That's nice. like, work a whole day. And I just had, like, I work during the rush and I'm out. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it's so nice to be. I think that that's the thing. As long as I've worked, I've always been, I've put it perfectly, emotionally invested in every single thing that I'm doing. And now, now I'm not emotionally invested. I'm just terrified just every single day that I walk <laughs> Somebody's going to find a Well, terror is an emotion. So. Just, ter- just terrified the whole time. But that definitely just, counts as emotionally invested. It just makes you miss, like, and I think that's why the uh, the stone dishwasher is so appealing to me. Like, if I could just go somewhere, just do it, and then get out, you know, I think I figured that out way too late in life that that's probably the way to go. Yeah. Rather than going in there and, like, leaving and then just hating yourself because you forgot some lady's lemonade, like, she'll never get over that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's already done. I'm waking up in nice, not having nightmares. Like, here it is! That was months ago. Yeah. She doesn't need that. No, no, she's anymore. good. The older I get, though, it's like, it's time. My time is so much more valuable to me. Yeah. That I don't want, like, I don't want to work an eight-hour shift unless I'm making X amount of dollars. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, and, like, so, like, I have a part-time gig uh, working at, like, a wedding uh, venue. 
and it'll be an eight hour. It'll be. I see so many weddings. Like I, a few years ago, I was like, I'm, I never want to go to another wedding ever again. And then I started this job, and it's like every weekend is a like wedding. Yeah, but like the the money's good. It's it's brainless. Like the hardest cocktails you make are like vodka soda. You know, yeah. Like, it's half the time is set up and break down, and then it's just like you know people are usually in a good mood at a wedding. Like everyone's stressed out at the beginning. Yeah. But a little, like, maybe a little uptight, but not rude. Everybody wants to be nice, you know. They know that they're there to be nice. Yeah, and there's different. There's different parts. Like when I was bartending for like a 13 hour day, sometimes it was just like that was it. You set up, and then you're standing there in front of a well making complicated cocktails for 14 hours. Oh my god! And this day gets longer and longer. Yeah, the more yeah, you, talk. Yeah. you started at 13. It was a 14. Yeah, hour. well, that's, so I was there for 28 that, hours. That's the way day. it felt. And like, no, no, but that's 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 absolutely true because. I mean, that was my exit of, of the service industry. Once I started going to those really complex cocktails, like, I get the hell out of here. That's, that just sucks up. That's just such a hard, hard day that just never ends. Yeah, unless you're really into it. And it was like, the places I worked, I mean, I follow these, like, cocktail bars out on the coast and stuff. And it's just like, they'll do some cool cocktail that has 15 steps. And they'll maybe make 10 of them a night, you know, mm-hmm. just like... That's all we did was make cocktails. There was no beer. There was no wine. So it was like, everything had 15 ingredients. Terrible. So we were... I can't think of another bar or restaurant in the city that was putting out more craft cocktails like per night than we were because that's all we did. And then just to be standing somewhere for 14 hours, yeah. it's just like, I don't know. I, I like when your day has different parts to it. Like even on the food truck, it was like I would go prep for four hours. Right. And then we'd yeah. take the truck out and set up and then cook and then, and then come back and clean. It was always different. Pla- it didn't feel like as long of a day. And that's, that's a huge element for me. It's why I, like, I'm glad I moved up and had a good spot to move up because I like doing 10 different things at my job. Because, yeah. you know, like, I would say maybe one of the worst gigs I had, really good company to work for, but I was the cashier at, like, a counter service restaurant. And that is brutal. That's basically, like, a telemarketer script, but you have to look <laughs> the person in the eye the entire time you do yeah. it. You know, like, so you memorize the menu, you have the same talking points, and I'm talking to, you know, on Friday or Saturday night, I'm talking to 250 people. Wait, so the, uh, the setup, sorry, the setup is like, they're coming, when you say cashier service, it's not like a, a Denny's, and like, how was everything? They're coming, no, they're they coming, I'm the shit. first person they see, yeah, yeah, yeah. you give them a little number, they yeah, sit yeah, down, okay, and okay. bring the food out. Yeah. So it's a cool concept, it's really rad, but you really have to, and I would say that was probably the most mindless job that I could do, but it's yeah. so weird because you're talking so much, so it's mm. the combination of the most words I could get into a shift with the least amount of brain power I could yeah, force yeah, behind yeah. those words. Like, that's a complaint, like, right, you're doing a great job, and yeah. it seems like uh, you're you're dead on the inside. Like, right, yeah, yeah. so. Like you'd, have to, you'd have to be dead on the inside to continue doing it. Was, it was, and I made it for a year, and then I had to be like, look, you have to get me out of this, or I'm going yeah. to kill somebody. Yeah, yeah. And it could be you, so you should probably do it, because <laughs> you, I mean, you kind of made me do this job, so. That's the setup for for, that's the setup for the um, the Thai place now. Um, dead air. Dead air is the Fountain Square. The Fountain Square. The one that's like the big Thai place in Fountain Square. Simon Square. Simon Square. Simon Square. Simon Square does the register now. Oh, really? And it, yeah, yeah. So you don't have to sit down and. It, it was all right. I think a lot of I think a lot of places are going to that fast casual model because yeah. you cut out servers and. Yeah, that's. I guess that's. I mean, that's that's a. But Cut out makes, employees, pretty much. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Being in HR, I see the impact of that. Like, the long term when that stuff catches on. Like, that's yeah. a huge percentage of the market that is their jobs are just going away. Yeah, I get it. I get it if you're owning a business so those top tiers can make something. But that, that, that just kind of – that's terrifying. That's terrifying. But the only thing – I brought it up, uh, and I don't know where we're going with any of this with the – 
Terror is, but I think terror um, was, I always, was the main word. That I, always, yeah. I always uh, existential where, dread. When people talk about that register service, I like it a lot. But the concern I always hear from industry people is like, yeah, but what if you want another beer? Because then you have to go up and then order again. And, like, give them your card, do the whole transaction all over again. You can't just like, yeah, you can't get yeah. It. It's like it's a massive re-education for yeah. like customers because it's like, and we we've spent years and years and years just getting used to the concept right. of a server right. that you have to you have to tip. Yeah, and like people are just finally even people who don't tip are now tipping like ten percent mm-hmm. because they think that that's like, well, I have to tip. I yeah, don't know yeah. how I don't yeah. know how to do it, so I'll just throw five dollars <laughs> on the table yeah. and hopefully they'll let me come back. And it's like, well, we'll let you come back. We'll ignore you for a while. Yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. know we know yeah. what your table is worth to us now. Um, so and that was the thing with the counter service thing is like now you're re-educating people again, and it's like, no, you don't have like it was a, one of those places where they encouraged not not tipping. They had like a decent wage and they offered health insurance for their employees. So it was really cool and kind of a radical vibe. Yeah. Like, it was one of the yeah, newer yeah. spots like that in yeah. Chicago. And uh, but then you have like to explain to people who you finally figured out how to tip in a restaurant that they don't have to tip was mind blowing. I literally <laughs> snuck a dollar bill back into a customer's jacket because I, I had gotten brainwashed by yeah. the no tipping thing, and I worked there. And he's like, the dude was just trying to give me a dollar, yeah, yeah. and I was like, no, I can't take it. We don't take tips, and I like snuck it back in, and I got in trouble for giving a customer their money back. So it's like they can't even you can't even educate the people that work in the restaurant how yeah. it works because the concept's so radical. Sometimes. I feel like you went a little a little you went the extra mile on giving that. I would have kept that dollar. I would have kept that dollar. I would have yeah. yeah. said like I just wanted that guy to get back and just be like motherfucker. <laughs> I will say the thing that it half and throws it in the garbage. Chicago does, and I wish Indianapolis and other big cities would adopt is just the the no splitting. Splitting checks, yeah. Just like everyone has Venmo, everyone has Apple Pay. Makes no sense. You guys figure this out. Here's your tab. <laughs> That's the worst part of the out. pickle peddler is they'll come in and they'll all get. I think that they're trained enough. I think the dudes driving have enough to say, get the same shot. Or I had heard that they're now saying bars will give us discounts if you get these specific shots. They don't have to do like 15 yeah. different uh, blowjobs and, and, and drops <laughs> all that shit. But it's still, it's like, all right, we're gonna you re- get yours, you get yours. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're doing this whole thing. One person illegal. paid for it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, are you out of your mind? And then you get a, you get like fifty cents or a buck from each of them because they're like, well, all I got was a drink. Like, you were more work than a table of ten, right? Yeah, I love the I love the total blank look of just of no emotion when like five people walk in to order one drink and all pay separately with a card, and there's just that horrible what? horrible five minutes of just. No time of like because there's not enough time between the transactions to start a conversation with any of the individuals. But for some reason, they refuse to talk amongst themselves during this process. Yeah, yeah, they're all like (laughs) waiting in line of like, oh, how long we gotta be here? Like, you get this. I'm not. I'm not going to wait to anoint each of you with your credit card and your receipt upon return. You know, it's I love that. It's awkward. I hate that situation. I love watching it from afar. You guys both worked in Chicago, right? They don't split checks up there. No, no, no. That's a fact. That's actually that's. No, you're right. And I, when that, or when I came to McNiven's, that was a huge thing of like, this is how you have to split te- checks, and these are all the different options. Like, I, <laughs> I remember it's funny you'd say this too. Like, do you ever think about not doing that? And like, and he just like, you know, because that's how he is. He got pissed. Like, no, no, no. If the customer wants to do that. We're gonna do what the customer wants. And like, kind of give me the eyeball. Like, maybe you shouldn't work here if you think we should. <laughs> like, I'm really sorry, sir. By the way, I've peed my pants for the fourth time today because you're terrifying. Yeah. I'll go in the back. Yeah, but yeah, Chicago. In, but I think that's the mentality of Chicago is because there's so many tourists. Yeah. In Chicago, they don't really know what's okay. Like, hey, you're just welcome. You're just. You're lucky to be in my city, all right? I'm just I, yeah, I think that there's definitely. I've noticed that just being back, like there's more of 
of a desire to impress people because I think, especially in Indianapolis, you have so many people who only go out to eat as a very special occasion. Yeah. And so they expect it to be so, so, so good. Oh, that's a really and good And they point. don't realize really that you and the restaurant is serving hundreds and hundreds of people a yeah. day on like a Friday or Saturday. Yeah. In Chicago, people are like, they don't need me. Like, if I go in and start yeah. fucking shit up, yeah. they just won't let me come back. Well, and I don't need them either because I have a million other restaurants. So I think yeah. that there's like a mutual level of I like, think, no, that's we're not really going to fuck point. with each other. Mm, in Chicago. Really sense, but yeah. here it's like, you know, it's Jerry's 50th birthday <laughs> and Jerry only goes out to eat well, I think once every three months because he thinks it's not worth his time or money. Because and he, of Chicago, he doesn't like servers and he doesn't think it's a worthwhile job. And Jerry's probably a little racist too. I mean, I'm white, so it's cool. But like, I hope Jerry's server isn't not white. Like, so there's a whole there's a whole level of like you're you describing my entire family. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's just a whole level of accommodation in Indianapolis because so many people come from it, rural I, I, or suburban areas to eat inside the city, and they're coming in. Yeah, yeah. I and never thought such, about it's that. It's such a special. It's yeah. so special for them. And we're small enough. So Indianapolis is not Chicago, so it is like you know you have to. You still have that more so Midwestern mentality because we're not imports. A lot of us are from here or came back here. It's not like Chicago. We, no one really knows what the hell's going on. Yeah, I'm not really. No one's from Chicago. No one's yeah. from there. Yeah. So the people that are coming there to eat. Are from wherever they're from. The people that are working there are, you know, not from wherever they're from. Right. And no one knows like what the Chicago and they're way is. Way out. They're I don't know. Out. Everybody that I've talked to is rude. Maybe this is the way to be. And then the people <laughs> are like, I guess this is what they do here. Like, yeah. I hate you. And then they flip you off. And that was a convenient transaction. And they still give you twenty yeah. percent. It's like really no, dude, this Chicago. is Dave and Buster's in Chicago. Yeah. You, you can't just like <laughs> you can't like whip your dick out and ask for a cheeseburger. Like, this, this is, and not every restaurant in Chicago is you know Dick's Last Resort. So, <laughs> yeah. what's your uh, what's your worst customer experience? Uh, since you've been in Indianapolis or in Chicago, a great question. Um, I would like to hear Indianapolis unless you have one that's amazing in Chicago. I would say um, in Indianapolis, this he, I, I want to say it's the worst one because objectively it's got to be the worst one. <laughs> but in my mind, I was more confused by the situation. Um, I worked at Kumas and Fountain Square when I first moved here. Really cool place. Really good. Really good people. Really good food. Um, and I was a food runner uh, for one shift a week, which is a really fun job. You know, it's, it, you don't have to deal with people so much. You still do, but yeah. you're mostly just moving shit around, staying on your feet, Drop and then, you know, you work yeah. during the rush, and then you're gone. It's really cool. Sure. Um, there was a bachelor, uh, bachelorette party that was in, about 12 women who just looked visibly just pissed. And I'm guessing this is like, they might have been Jerry's family. <laughs> like, you know, they, they don't go out to this place. And just so people know, Kuma's is a heavy metal burger bar yeah. with really loud, and I mean like actual metal, like yeah. death heaven and heavy yeah. shit, yeah. like Demu gear and stuff like that. Uh, so they're just like not having a good time, or they're already drunk, and they're just sassy and mean and rude. And I'm standing at the expo window, uh, which, you know, there's access for the customers there, and one of the women, maybe the bride-to-be, <laughs> smacked me on the ass as she oh, walked yeah. Away. What? Now this is this is where I was confused because I just felt it. I didn't realize she hit me with her hand. I thought she like kicked me, like did one of those little side kicks. Yeah. Which in my mind made it better. Slightly better. You know? yeah, that's so much worse. This is what she did. She, she just kicked so often, like uh. I felt it, I looked at my ass, because I was like, what happened there? And then I looked up and she makes direct eye contact with me, does the two fingers in her eye move, and then points at me. Like, I'm going to go back for the rest of that ass later. <laughs> and I was so confused. And it, I, I, was, I couldn't process. I didn't even say anything. And until a coworker came up to me and said, you know that woman just smacked you on the ass, right? And I was like, I thought she'd kick me. And she goes, no, that was full. That was all five fingers and a palm right on your butt, dude. Uh, and luckily my manager, um, who's a real 
real tough lady, uh, yeah. just went out and yelled at her and yeah. just screamed and screamed at her. So it's kind of like the worst thing, and it's also one of those eye-opening things as men in the industry are like, holy fucking shit, if I was a woman in the industry, that would be like a That's weekly a daily oh, yeah. woman oh, yeah. Like every week. Yeah. yeah, so it was very... So I would say it was the worst experience, because objectively it is, yeah. but a really eye-opening experience of how easy like a lot of men had it yeah, in yeah. the industry, because that happened to me once and my entire restaurant career <laughs> I was like, sexually assaulted and like in a video position you're like the stall is like crying and like listen man just get it over yeah. this is where kicked again like, right uh, yeah I want to go back was, to being kicked full hit, would you but... have uh, or to speak of that when people walk into Kumas do they not know are there how often is it people walk into Kumas that they don't know what's going and on and they ask to turn the music down yeah yeah see I'm going to say that going from the worst to the best thing is telling people no yeah yeah, yeah. that's amazing because no. like, that's the place I mean you talk about not knowing if you should be rude like no one's rude there in fact everybody's the bartenders at Kumas have always been like amazing, unbelievably nice. Yeah, they're like but they're rock and roll people, so they're not they're just not blowing smoke at people's ass, yeah, and yeah. that blows people's minds yeah. already. But they're super good at their jobs and they're super professional. Awesome. Yeah. And so to like I remember one of my coworkers, Mitch, who's a really good friend of mine and still works there. A group of ladies came in for lunch and asked to turn the music down, and Mitch goes, Nope, sure can't, and then walks away. Awesome. And they're just like baffled That's by nice. this. That's this is nice. probably Jerry's mom, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they they come to me, and I'm not even a man. I'm just a server there. But for some reason, I just have more of an approachable, yeah. kind of doughy Midwestern face. <laughs> like Mitch is like good looking, but I'm just sort of like flabby. Uh, and they're like, "Can you turn the music down?" I'm like, uh, "No, I'm sorry, we can't." And I think because I said I'm sorry, like I apologize. Then they got it. Like, yeah, yeah, they're like, but I think people. Mitch is the guy that's been kicking at me. Yeah, uh, they kick me too often here. I'm okay with this. I'm hoping for someone to slap me on yeah. the ass. I can't change the music. And just just being direct and. Hey, welcome back. We're uh, continuing with Ryan Raider. I don't know where we left off. What were we talking about? We're talking about, oh, horrible people harassing us. Uh, yeah, the worst, yeah. the worst experience. Yeah. I had a girlfriend, an ex-girlfriend of mine, who didn't understand the concept. Like, she was a teacher, and she would come into bars that I worked at and then just, like, get drunk on the weekends and then not realize that, like, I was at work. And I kept being like... I mean, can you imagine if I showed up to, like, school, like, 2 in the afternoon, drunk? She's like, well, it's, it's not the same thing. I'm like, it's not the exact same thing, but it's also pretty much the same thing. Right, yeah. yeah. And then one time she brought a friend in. They had been out drinking, and it just triggered all these memories of the bachelor party, bachelor party, because she introduced me to this friend, like, I had never met her before, and then I'm carrying a tray of food out, and she gave me, like, like a credit card, like goldfish like hand up the like the butt crack thing whoa like wow. 20 little... seconds after meeting her yeah and i was just like it was like not a thing where i'm like i feel ashamed you know but i was just like <laughs> one i could, could you imagine i was like i would be shot if i did that to a woman yeah you know yeah and two just like i <laughs> i think that's why it's like you're not initially like mad in the situations because yeah. it just so rarely happens to yeah, men yeah, yeah. you're so confused by the idea <laughs> and especially if you're like I imagine it probably happens to really, really good-looking men more than it happens right. to, to me. Um, but if you're just sort of an average-looking, like, if you're a guy who gets labeled as cute but not yeah. hot, you just don't expect that to happen to you very often. So you're I, always surprised. Yeah, I definitely was surprised. And it was a thing where I was like, you know, if I was having a house party and my girlfriend brought, like, a friend over and she was drunk and she did that, I wouldn't have thought twice about it. Yeah. You know, but it was something about it being at work yeah. where I was just like, how dare you, man? Yeah. <laughs> 
feel like I didn't step up my game when I used to wait tables because no one's ever stuck their hand in my butt before. It's just walking well, around just regular waiting tables. You had, a, you had a very mean demeanor when you were waiting <laughs> behind. <laughs> I'm yeah. not sticking my hand in yeah. that guy's ass. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 really, I really did. That was, I mean, that's what I, when I think about my worst, my worst uh, time waiting tables, I think is always going to be the I don't need your backstory guy. <laughs> uh, for us, when I was at when I was at McDivins, it was a it was a wedding because it's always a wedding. Yeah. It's always a wedding or a bachelorette party. Probably bachelor parties are not good. I don't. I've never had one. Uh, but you can uh, never have more than four drunk people. And not it's just, it's just not. Yeah. yeah, it's just awful. But uh, Ryan, everybody else was sort of Ryan is another story. But I was bartending at McDivins. I've been there for a long time. I was going to school full time, bartending full time, and I just I'm just killing myself. And this guy came in and gave me this. <laughs> What was it? A rum runner or something like that. It was some ridiculous drink. Just, for my dad. Just not a McNevin's drink. Like, it's a super Scottish place. We had a ton of different kinds of beers. That was, like, at the beginning of when everybody had, like, 40 taps. Yeah. And he said, I'll just do a rum runner. Like, okay. Like, see, because the thing is, my dad liked those, and I don't like, Duh, it's okay. And we were just dying. Like, I had a bunch of other idiots drinking rum runners. In fact... Another table, what I found out later was his dad had already ordered the goddamn drink. Like, so these rum runners. So he'd already even gotten the drink. And uh, just, you know, I felt like being fine, but like just being that, that Chicago bartender where it's like, they were all dicks here, but it's all like, uh, we're all in it together, yeah. right? So he said something like that, and I just, he said it again, and like, I don't need your, I don't need your backstory. <laughs> Thinking that like, yeah, whatever, and I gave him his drink and everything was fine. Like, this guy hates me, and, and I, Dyke and, and a couple of other our friends were sitting at the bar like, yeah, he really does. Like, I thought it was all joking around. And still, until this guy, on his wedding night, sent an email to the owner telling what a horrible situation he had, what a horrible experience he had. At McDivins, like, that night before. And, like, called me out specifically, like, this guy. And he was name-dropping, too. Like, I know this bartender and this bartender. And, yeah, that was... That was the end of McDivins. Ah. Although, long story short, I I, I worked there, like, like a month ago. (laughs) It's impossible to get (laughs) So, yeah, I... I think that that was that's still probably my worst. That's rough. Yeah, I, I just think about the times like when I messed up or actually really really bad. Um, like I remember I had a, a guy like leave a note on a receipt after he paid of how terrible the service was, nice. and I called him after the shift was over awesome. um, and was like, "Look, I'm so I I sorry." Uh, I think it might have been on the receipt or what? something. I have no idea. I really this, don't know how I have this, this guy's this story I think he knew the owner or something. <laughs> it was your dad, wasn't it? Yeah. So I followed, <laughs> I followed, so you're I like, followed Stop this. leaving these on my receipts, Dad! I know your number! I followed him home from a safe distance. And, uh, <laughs> what? Tapped on his window and said, Hey, man. But yeah, I think about weird. that all the time. I called him and I was like, I really did not intend to give you a, a bad night. And then I think... I think I actually got the upper hand because there's no way he didn't remember that. Well, and he like, also he was very upset enough to leave a note, but I don't yeah. think he expected someone to follow up on it. I no. think he thought that was the end not of the because, interaction. Not because I've been waiting tables for a long time. Numbers don't usually come on the receipt. I, this, uh, this story is very suspect. <laughs> this guy's going to murder me. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, that was really rude. Like, how'd you get this number? Well, and I was like, like, that just comes with credit cards. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Uh, no, they had they had a reservation. That's why I got ah, okay, okay, okay. not okay. illegal. Uh, okay. Yeah, 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 okay. really I did not kill this guy. And well. he has my number now as well, so we're even. Uh, <laughs> my favorite... Andy's dead. My favorite interaction at McNiven's is... Because it it's right across from the Murat Theater... So you get people that come in before a show that would never, ever be in there for yeah, any yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. And these two ladies came in. I think it was, I want to say it was like a country western show or something. Mm, both kinds of music. And this, this lady uh-huh. comes in and they sit down and she just, she, without looking at the menu, just shot calls of vodka and diet squirt. I 
tell this story all the time. I tell this story all the time. I did not know that they made diet I was still... I mean, I don't know what they do, but they're making a restaurant on a fucking gun. So, I was still pretty new at this restaurant. This is like Yeah, yeah, and I was like... I was like the guy that messed up all the time, so I'm just like, uh, like this lady's obviously pulling my leg, so I did kind of like that nervous like, ha ha, like you got me, lady, that's funny, and then she's just looking at me dead eyed, and I was like, oh, like she's fucking for real, yeah. So I was like, I'm sorry, ma'am, and I'm still like kind of laughing because I still don't 100 percent believe yeah. it, and I was like, I'm sorry, ma'am, we uh, don't carry diet squirt. <laughs> And then she was just a Seven like, Eleven diet yeah. squirt. No one has that. She's like, no one has. That. I thought that's what happened after a juice. They don't put that in the syrup. There's no way. She like kind of puts her head down and kind of shakes it. And she goes, "All right, I'll take regular squirt." <laughs> I, I honestly, I was there for when this happened. I oh honestly think God. about. I'll t- I guess I'll just have a regular squirt. I probably think about it at least once a week. Yeah. Or I'll just be like walking around like, I guess I'll just have. I'll a take regular a. Squirt. I'll take a McCormick's and Hawaiian punch. <laughs> yeah. Like no, we don't. When I was when I was at. Betting and something similar happened where it would happen more than once or twice even. It happened pretty often where people come in and say, what kind of Kool-Aid do you have? I don't know what restaurant has Kool-Aid, but at first it's very much like, it's very much like, yeah, I know, right? Like, and they, same thing, like, be serious, like, no, seriously, it's a grape and a wine punch, like, I can go for a cherry right now. These are real conversations I'm having with real adults. <laughs> like, what kind of, like, uh, like, oh, we don't have Kool-Aid. And, like, there were people that were visibly upset, like, what kind of place doesn't have Kool-Aid? Like, I don't know, not your house? I, yeah. If you go out, you don't get sugar and water. We have a gun. <laughs> yeah. You can do whatever you want. We have Coke. We don't need it, things that come in a packet. Again, this is probably Jerry's family again. Like, it's <laughs> I don't so know. special when I they mean, go out there's to some eat, some restaurant know? out there. I need my Kool-Aid and my house salad with ranch, and if I don't get it, I'm going to be upset. There's some restaurant out there ruining the lives of servers everywhere. Where they're serving like diet squirt and Kool Aid, like it's the regular thing. It's like if you go somewhere else that does it, you tell them the Jerry yeah. sent you. Like, diet, why? <laughs> diet squirt. That's, that's I'll just that have a regular. So, God, it just sounds so made up. Yeah, I mean it's a real thing, but it's in like it's in like the deep, deep like D size of like sodas. Like yeah. if you're at Seven Eleven, it's not even like with the regular sodas. It's like I mean, maybe if they have an extra. Yeah, no, thing. Like, like maybe if they're like 15 freezers deep, like a super duper like crazy Amco like BP or whatever. Like they have diet squirt, but no regular restaurants. Yeah. Like yeah, we have. 75 buttons on our gun. Right. And one of them is Great Fanta. It's your lucky day. We do have Great Fanta. Well, there's a, this one of the things I have noticed from like working at a wedding venue is there's these, like, especially like older people, that like they have their one drink and they, they probably get wasted every night yeah. on this one drink, but they, they physically can't drink anything else. And uh, a lot of Amaretto Sours. Yeah, Amaretto Sour? I'm like, no, this is a bar. I don't have a full bar back here, lady. Like, work with me. Yeah. Because they don't know. I think people like that don't know. It's the Kool-Aid thing. They don't know that that isn't, like, just a standard thing. Wherever they're going, they go to the same place every single night. Amaretto Sour. Absolutely, we got it. I have, like, such a deep admiration for that kind of person who, when they do something for the first time, that is just the way it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, And they're at every single other time they go do anything else. It's it's crazy that it's not like this place. Like, well, this place I go to out in uh, Wyoming does it all the time. Like, I don't know why you left. Yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) I felt like an asshole the other, like, last week because I went to Strange Bird when it just opened and they had all these drinks, but I'm, like, driving around. So, like, I'm like, I'll have one. And then I was like, man, I got something. I was like, I really wanted a Mai Tai. And then I was, like, thinking about it all night. And then I went to the mic and I was just like, I mean, I really want a Mai Tai. I'm just in the, and I, like, I asked the bartender, like, 
I already knew I was being an asshole by asking, but yeah. I was just like, "That's just that's a pretty asshole." You asked him at Liberty Street, which is a, even worse. And yeah. I was just like, <laughs> "I was like, you guys don't." Liberty Street has the stuff to make a mai tai. I know, they but I was I was just, I was testing the water with the bartender because I was like, I know what face I would make if someone asked yeah. me for sure. I would be a little, yeah, I'd be a little anywhere but like a tiki bar. I'd be like, "Fuck yourself with yeah. this mai tai." But I was just like, "You guys don't. You can't make a mai tai, can you?" It's like you're trying to buy drugs or something. Yeah. <laughs> you can't make a my time. <laughs> All right, guys. There's no crazy like simple syrup or anything nutty in there. I mean, it's just a regular. I don't know what's in a my time. I think we. <laughs> no one does. That's why it's such a hard, such a hard drink to order. So it's, a, it's a made up drink. Yeah. They can do it. Ryan, thank you very much. Thank you for having coming me. Coming by the podcast. 